Already saying oh god to you. Uh, welcome to the Goth Mom Podcast. Goth Mom. I am your host, Perry Sterling, and with me is my husband, JD Patrick. What's up? Follow us on Instagram at Goth Mom Podcast, um, which I am largely avoiding right now, Instagram in general. At JD Patrick Comedy. Why are you avoiding Instagram in general? Uh, the Palestinian Israeli thing going on. Thing. War. Uh, I just, I can't, I can't take any more hot, hot takes from people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. It's just upsetting. So I'm just, um, as, so. Let, let, let's say it right now. The Gotham Podcast firmly stands with. Myself. Good call. Yeah. I was trying to set you up there. You played it right. Yeah. Good, good job. Thanks. Uh, no, as someone who is, you know. Affected by potential rhetoric, I am just—I mm. feel I am allowed to just sit this one out and let everyone duke it out amongst themselves. Yeah, we firmly stand with citizens who, unfortunately, are the victims of shit going on between their governments. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, no c- civilian casualties should never happen. Obviously, that is part of war, um, and I do not condone it on either fucking side. It's okay. We're allowed to say that. We're not both sidesing it. It's fine. Ugh. Anyway, moving on from that. Yeah, so it's been a while uh, because we have been traveling the world. We're world travelers now. Jet set. And we live to tell the tale. Um, so yeah, the, for the first two weeks in October, we were in Dublin and London and we took our 17-month-old with us. And I would say... Oh, did you just see Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? Yeah, he did really look like Shaggy. Zoinks. Not Matthew Lillard, unfortunately. <laughs> just, yeah, he even had the green shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, um, so you and I have been together four years now, but we haven't really done much traveling together. Because we For got a to, few reasons. Yes. There's the, there was COVID, and then you were pregnant, and then there was COVID, and... Also, your husband is a big baby who, uh, when you met him, would freak out if he couldn't see the Philadelphia skyline because he is an anxiety disorder. And then we had a newborn and COVID. But yeah. we, if not for COVID, we 100% would have been on a flight sooner. Yeah. I have traveled since... I have been on a plane since we've been together. But right. that was in 2019. You had not at yeah. all. I have not. I had not been on a plane in 14 years. Uh, this has been a long, arduous journey with yep. you, starting from us just going to parts of Pennsylvania. That Actually, starting f- going to my mom's house. Very early in our relationship, the Dream Theater concert. Yeah. 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 I was freaked out about having to drive to... Uh, to New- my mom's. Well, yeah, to that and then New Brunswick. But um, yeah, I, I, I dealt with... I've had an anxiety disorder for the last 14 years. Uh, some agoraphobia in there as well. It was really not comfortable traveling far from my comfort zone. But we knew this wanted to happen. It was going to happen eventually. I want. I didn't want to be the guy who didn't, you know, ever see fucking Europe. I just wanted to be the guy who didn't shit his pants planning it. Yeah, and I love to travel, which feels like the biggest cliche. I love to travel. Interest, travel. 
Um, no, I'm, but I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, and I travel. I, no, I do. I love to travel. I want to experience new places, and I want to do that with the love of my life. Yeah, and I would have been very happy only traveling to Wildwood forever for the rest of my life. That sure is time. not true. <laughs> Because you have... No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. No, I knew you wanted to travel, which is why... Like, look, if the alternative was you don't want to travel at all, I would have just ended up going places on my own. Right. At a certain point. Um, So, this this started, like, six months ago. You were like, let's go to Portland. And even though I... It was right after we got COVID. Because I was like, we have immunity. So, even though... I had uh, had miles to burn. Yeah, even though I am interested in Portland... For my first flight, I was just kind of like, I I don't know. I said, like, if if I'm going to take a flight that long, I'd rather just go to Europe. And you said, okay, let's go to Europe. And I said, fuck. <laughs> she got me. <laughs> so uh, she planned the flight six months in advance. And I was mostly not anxious until we were two months away. And then it was like, fuck, it's coming. Uh, so anxious that I was pretty much useless when it came to planning. Oh, and you were extremely useless the day of when I was finishing packing and cleaning our house and getting our child ready. That's right. Some of us, uh, honey, I can't help you pack. I need to go uh, shake in a corner. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Because that's the thing. You would just like straight up disappear. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I knew this was coming, but this is why I asked you to put your clothes aside three days ago and for you to not be like, oh, it's easy. I'll just grab this, this, and this. Cool. In my own defense, I do not have enough clothes to put them aside you for three days and then have clothes for those three have days. have enough t-shirts. I am too fat for most of those shirts right now. Are you really? Some of them. I can't fit in that at the drive-in shirt. And it's never been a good fit on me. I think you could have put some stuff aside. Maybe not pants. Regardless, you were just giving I me have shit. Two, I have two pairs of pants. And then I still had to kind of coerce you into doing it hours before. Where I was like, okay... I will pack these, but you need to do something. The I an- cannot pack your. I cannot pick out clothes for you. The anxious brain does go to odd places where it's like, well, I didn't pack pants, so clearly I can't go now. I mean, nothing as literal as that, but there is a little bit like all during the course of the day. Like I'm waiting for like maybe a war will break out and I won't have to fly later today. Your brain goes to. Stupid places. Yeah. Well, and I was having my own anxiety leading up to it because we were flying. So we spent the first five days in, or six days in London and then the, or Dublin, Dublin and then five days in London. Mm-hmm. So we were flying back from London to Dublin to take the flight from Dublin home. And I was having anxiety because. I was scared two and a half hours was not going to be enough between flights because it was not an actual connecting flight. It was Mm. two totally separate flights. And I was like, ooh, he's having a lot of anxiety. Let me just throw $200 at the problem and book uh, a flight that gives us more time. And it ended up, that ended up working out. And then this way, my anxiety was like settled because all of my anxiety leading up to it was about bringing the baby Mm -hmm. And because I feel like I feel like that's the tears we should discuss this as we should discuss this trip as anxious people, mental yes. health wise, this trip as parents, and, and then, then talk about we did just the, the actual fun yes. of the trip. So my anxiety leading up to it, which you did not have anxiety about, and that made me feel better actually, was bringing the kid. There, that was yeah, I thought a, she'd be fine. A multitude of things because well, first of all, I'm used to traveling by myself. 
So I'm used to like only packing for myself. I only need a carry on. I can haul ass from point A to point B. Like I absolutely would have made that two and a half hour mm-hmm. like time in between um, if everything went right. Um, but first, because I've gone to Europe before, I've backpacked through Europe. Uh, I knew like, you know, it's very quick to get like trains to other places like from London. So I was looking into like, well, let's do like this, you know, let's do Dublin for four days, London for like four days, and then like Amsterdam for two days, and maybe we'll do Paris two days. And then I was just like, I am having way too much stress trying to like, because you forget when you're like going new places, you also need to get new accommodations and Mm. bring all of your shit with you. And again, Uh when I'm carrying my own stuff, not hard. When I'm not trying to get a baby used to a new place, not hard. So that was like the first thing I cut out to like, to quell to quell my anxiety was like okay we're only doing Dublin and London. If we want to go to another city from London, that will be a day trip, and we can plan that like there. I don't care if it's extra money. If it's worth it to us, we'll do it. But I don't want to like book a pl- a train and then we like waste our money because we don't end up taking it. Right. So that was my whole thing. I was scared. I was like nervous about um our kid on the plane. I was nervous about. The time change, her sleep, um, how much we were realistically going to be able to do every day. Um, So those were my anxieties leading up to it. I didn't really have much anxiety. And then I had anxiety about you having anxiety and like having a horrible time and being like, I'm never doing this again. Oh my God, I had anxiety about you having anxiety about my anxiety. Yeah. Oh my God, twinsies. Um, Yeah, so mine was very much attached. I wasn't really worried about the baby. She's pretty malleable when we do these things. Yeah. So, we didn't know that, though. So malleable, she fits right in the overhead compartment. Easy peasy. We didn't know that, though. We no. had done one, two overnight trips with her leading up to this uh-huh. that were, like, two days. So we didn't know. And she also didn't nap easily or go to bed easily for those. No. She was too, like, ooh, I can wander. There's, there are not bars restraining And then, me. like, oh, I'm alone and my parents aren't yeah. here. Our cat is being adorable with her pet her toy ball right now. It's because she found the catnip. That's right. She has. She has. She has. She um, so I was worried about the flight itself. As I've said, I, I, I'm not afraid of like dying on a plane or it crashing. For me, it's just a very basic, like, this is too fucking high. Like, uh, this is weird. I'm not afraid of him. I'm, I'm not, not afraid, afraid of this. I'm, I'm not afraid of cancer. I'm just, just afraid, afraid of, of planes. <laughs> yeah. On a um, plane. And, uh, on, so, I've always been afraid of flying. I didn't fly for the first time until I was 18 on senior trip. And, uh, the fear was very much based like, oh, what if I'm up there and I like freak out? But I didn't know what freak out necessarily meant. But then after my final flight, I started having panic attacks. And now I knew what that flight, that feeling was like. And I couldn't, I, panic attacks are horrible. I could not imagine one six miles up in the air. And, uh, but I got some Xanax and after a trial floor run, you know, down on the earth, like, okay, I can handle this. And the first flight was definitely the worst, even though it was probably the easiest and the only one I got even a wink of sleep on. But it was cool. Uh, I also had some agoraphobia just as far as, like, we're in a place where we don't know anybody. We're there for a while. Like, all, all my safety-seeking uh, instincts could not be satisfied. I'm fucking stuck. And I'm stuck for a while and I'm stuck far away. Right. But... Oh, I got over the plane thing by very much, like, 
I kept the window shut when I could. I didn't look out of it. And I just kept telling myself in my head, you're on a train. Like, those are the rumbles you're feeling. There's nothing. You're not six miles up in the air, etc. And that did pretty well. And then by the end of the trip, not only the last flight did I not have to take a Xanax, but I was able to look out the window and not freak out at the height. And it's funny. I you A, a lot of people, they say the two most dangerous parts of the flights are taking off and landing. landing. And a lot of people are nervous about landing. And I remember you looking over and being like, are you okay? Are you worried about landing? I said, literally not at all. Like, the earth is where I want to be right now. Mm-hmm. As soon as we're going down, I'm like, fuck yeah. Even though... Man, having not been on the plane in a while, the the takeoff and the initial touchdown really does feel like, oh, I'm in a rocket that they're barely in control of at its highest speed on the ground. Yeah. I know my dad has fear of flying and a big issue is like control. And he's like, look, I know I can't fly this fucking plane, but that doesn't mean I trust someone. That won't stop me from telling the pilot how to do it. Right. (laughs) Um, Love you, David. Well, also... Like, going back a little bit, the reason... Because you were also nervous we were going to be gone for so long. And I was like, look, like, it's not going to feel as well when we're there. But the reason I booked it for so long was because, A, I was nervous about you getting in a plane again. And I'm like, if we're going this far, let's get two cities out of the way. Because what if you never want to go on a plane again after this? Right. And, B, I didn't know if we were going to be able to do, like a ton every day with our kid right i didn't know if it was going to be a couple days of like her having to settle in before we were able to start really like sightseeing right um so yeah looking back like sure if i knew all that maybe we wouldn't have gone as long but i built in 12 days with okay Mm -hmm. we could still have a great trip even if the first three days were just like fucked right and I was mostly fine once we got there one of the things i found out from doing the exposure therapies and going to different places is there's so much um, anticipatory anxiety of, like, how am I going to feel in this new place? Even though the answer is always, like, we're, you, you almost think, like, this place is going to explode when you get there. You never think of it as, this is a place that has existed for all of history, and now it's going to continue and exist, and I'm just going to be another boring part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going about their daily lives, and you're just another jack-off in the neighborhood. Yeah. And, uh... Now, I will say, though, after, like, three or four days in Dublin, I was really overwhelmed with the fact that we still had so much trip ahead of us. Right. But I kept telling you we would reset, you would reset in London, and, and you did. And that's 100% what happened. It felt like an entirely different thing. On top of that, we were over the hump at that point. So it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm closer to home now. And, uh, like, this is a, a reset just because there's so much novelty right. to take in. And I kept telling you, like, having our kid there would help because it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to get yeah. home and see our kid. Like, she's with us. What what else do we need? Right. I didn't miss anybody at home. I missed I, I missed the pets and I missed my dumb routine. Right. Because we were only gone two weeks. Exactly. Not even. Yeah. And, I mean... For what it's worth, I knew I was seeing all my friends two days after I got back for my birthday. Right. So I was like, definitely like looking forward to that. Um, right. But yeah, I, I I feel like uh, I feel like I'm over my flying thing now. I know I can do it, especially with the help of medication, and even not if I don't need to. And I'm looking forward to traveling much more. And I hope this is the end of my bullshit for a while. And I have you to thank for that, honey. Yeah. You believed in me. You believed in me that I wasn't going to be a plain pussy forever. I've been working. I've been working hard on you for a while. Yeah. Unlike Um, other men, I can be improved. Um, 
I... I can fix them. It's... Uh, you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, but we both agreed that we need to make sure you're on a flight at least once a year. Yeah, it, it, I, I can't relapse into that. Um, yes, that might mean expensive trips, but like it is, I do think it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so getting into the flight, like, you know, our daughter on the flight, um, we bought a seat for the transatlantic flight, but we had her on our lap for the European flights. Right. Definitely the good call. Which were so fucking quick. Like I had not, yeah. re- like you're in the air like half an like hour. Like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're up and down, but it was definitely beneficial to get the extra seat, even if she sat in our seat for most of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, we left on like an eight o'clock flight. She slept like the first two and a half hours maybe. Mm-hmm. And then she woke up and like would not get back down, but she was very easy to entertain. Just like watched a screen on the... Oh, yeah. They, they have the, the touch screens on the back of the seats, and as soon as she found out she could do that, that's all she did. Loved it. So, like, none of us slept, but, you know, at least she wasn't disturbing other people. She, did, she yep. didn't even need to go up and down the aisle. She was, like, perfectly happy. No ear issues chilling. either. No. Yeah, no, none of that, like, discomfort crankiness. It was just like, I don't want to sit here crankiness. Yeah, so basically up... She didn't nap either when we landed. So basically up until, like, nighttime, she got two hours of sleep. Yeah. Well, if, if you remember the final flight home, little bitch fell asleep about yes, five minutes before I we do landed. I that. But luckily she was easy to put back down. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she, she didn't sleep the whole flight back, but that was fine. Um... We brought way too much luggage, which when you're traveling with a child, you pretty much automatically need to bring a stroll in a car seat, which is going to complicate things. Um, then we each brought a carry-on, a backpack, and I packed one big suitcase just in case. Um, didn't need the big suitcase, but we had an air mattress in there for her that we didn't know if we were going to use or not. We she, didn't. We did Well, partly because the thing overheated. Yeah. So we, she ended up sleeping with us all the nights, and mm. it was terrible sleep for all of us. Uh, the most interesting aspect of traveling with a child happened when we first arrived to London. Well, I was in, I was going to go in order. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but, like, girl was a trooper, like, didn't really sleep all at night, but, like, took the naps when in the stroller when she needed. We walked 10 miles a day. She walked some of it. Sat in the stroller for some of it. I, I added it up after the fact. We walked 106 miles on foot in 12 days. Yeah, she was like so chill. I could not have asked for a better travel companion. Um. So Ireland, let's. What was your favorite part in Ireland? Um, Hoth, the peninsula of Hoth. Agreed. And uh, Devitt's Bar. Well, Devitt's Pub. You wanna, so, well, what, I'll explain Hoth, and you can explain Devitt's since that was your favorite. Sure. Okay, so Hoth was this little town, like seaside town, a half hour outside of Dublin. Our that cab driver Jesse, told us about. Yeah, or, oops, uh, JD um, found, uh, found out by talking to the cab driver on the way to our Airbnb. Uh, you... Yeah, you, it was really easy. We just got on a train station, got off. A half hour later, it was right there. And there's, like, these beautiful cliff sides, like, in the water. Um, there's, like, this big wall where, like, initially you can't see anything and you have to, like, climb the wall, which isn't, like, 
it's, I don't know, 20 steps. It's not that high. Yeah. But you climb the wall and all of a sudden you're caught by this like beautiful view of the cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we walked that. It wasn't even like cold. It was just windy. Yeah. We had beautiful weather the whole time, Ireland and London. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, we walked that, came down, and then uh, ate shellfish, uh, seafood at the pier with wine. Did we end up at Octopussy? Or which one did we end up? At? I don't remember. No, the other one. Oh. We ended up at the other one, but right. like had the best. Like I, I'm vegan, but like we, I had shellfish. It was amazing. I had oysters for the first time. Um. Yep. And then uh, there was like a seal by the. Oh yeah, I I, th- I took the baby for a walk over by the wharf, and there's just a seal just like bobbing in there like an egg. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I had a great time. It was beautiful. And it was all the better that we had never heard of the place and it had just been uh, recommended to us. And we got to see, like, outside of the city, which is really hard when you have a baby and don't have a car. And, yes. like, we were not about to drive a car in fucking Dublin. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Devitts. Devitts. So, my good friend Andy Lane, who lives nearby, uh, had gone to Ireland recently to spread his grandfather's ashes. And he had mentioned... Oh, that's why he went? Yes. So the, the fun thing was they went there to Dublin and he wanted to be spread in like the village he grew up in, which is like two hours north of Dublin. Mm-hmm. But everybody they told like, oh yeah, we're going to such and such. And everybody looked at him in Dublin like, why the fuck would anybody go there? And true enough, like apparently it was just like a shithole former farm village mm. somewhere. But he had said, go check out this place, Devitts. It's a little place. Nobody really knows about it. They had traditional Irish music every night. Uh, the locals are there. I had a great time. And we show up, and there's a singer there who's setting up. And it's us, and there's some other Americans at the table next to us from Illinois who we couldn't figure out if Either they were... Either a mother, a son, or a husband and wife. Yeah. Pretty sure a mother and son, though. But the son did not look pleased to be there. And the mother was way too into the son. Yeah, and she seemed, like, not fun. She wasn't fun, no. We tried to chat her up, and she was like, eh, yeah. uh, okay. But yeah, this guy would play a song and then literally look at us and go like, all right, what you want to hear next? God, that was the worst accent. <laughs> Should we put another song on the bobby? Um, but I had a great moment. Uh, while I was in there, I was reading the book Borstal Boy by um, Brendan Behan, who's one of the great Irish writers, particularly of uh, the late 20th century. And that book is about his time when he got locked up as a 17-year-old for working for the IRA. And I looked on the wall, and there was a photo of Brendan Behan with the American actor, Jackie Gleason, from The Honeymooners. And I know, I read a book of his plays, and he had a song from one of the plays called The Old Triangle, which is something a bunch of men are singing in prison. Dropkick Murphys have a great cover of it. If you want to hear The Old Triangle, A-U-L-D Triangle. And I asked, like, you know, could you sing The Old Triangle? And he sang it, and it's this beautiful song about, you know men missing their home and their wives and their children. And here I am on my 37th birthday with my wife and my daughter in the motherland where my family is from. Drinking Guinness. Drinking Guinness from the fresh tap. And uh, I teared up a little bit. And I was like, I got to just take a picture of this in my head. By the way, we did not go to the Guinness storehouse because that shit was too expensive. And We've seen beer made enough. Yeah, I know what a fucking brewery looks like. Well, uh, at Devitt's also our kid made friends. Because later on, yeah. he was playing like modern, like normal 
Yeah, it, it, it was uh, upstairs. It became a party. Upstairs was very much a tourist part of the bar. However, most of the tourists were Irish. They were from other parts of the, you know, uh, of the island. Yes, but it was a girl Jess's birthday. And I was like, That's oh, right. it's both of your birthdays and you're both Jess's. And I was going to say that initially. And you were like, don't fucking do that. No, you're I'll not. Yeah, you're not. It's big, It's a big difference between like, it's my husband Jesse's birthday. Like, hey, I'm Jesse. It's my birthday too. I'm yeah. from America. Yeah. Um, but, uh, our daughter made friends with the party girls. She, the party girls they, they love, love her. her. Love her. Always. Wherever we go. We got up and we were dancing to Johnny Cash and they were like clapping and trying to dance with her. Yes. And the whole time, speaking of party, loving party girls, I thought of the Phillies game with the party girls. And the uh-huh. whole time we were in Dublin and London, whenever the Phillies played, it was like 1 a.m. So yeah. we couldn't actually watch them. So I couldn't wait to get home and watch that last game. That's right. Two and zero right now. Going for the pennant. Yeah, let's hope. Fingers crossed. Um. So yeah, that was Dublin. We Dublin saw, was great. Yeah. Uh, London was great. Yes. Let's move. Oh, <laughs> so we get to London. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh boy. So <laughs> we're staying in this apartment complex where uh, there are halls outside of the apartments. We're loading in. Me and the baby are inside. Perry comes in, gives me the keys. And while we're in there, she asks me, Well, like, I'm continuing to bring stuff up. Well, she's continuing to bring stuff up. She says, can you come out here and grab some of these? I said, okay, sure. Step out into the hallway, grab the bags. And what do I hear behind me? I hear a shut and I hear a click. And normally in these situations, I'll stop and I'll look for a second and try to figure it out before I panic you. I immediately knew we were fucked. Yeah, I came upstairs with the rest of the stuff, and you're like, um, so yeah, the door closed and locked, and the baby's inside. So are the keys, so are the phones. Yep, yeah. So we are panicking for yep. 15 minutes, running around like mad people. Trying to find anybody helpful. We did not, apartment 36. I put my hand through the mail slot. Which was like midway in the door. It's not like it was like at the bottom. Yeah, of the so door. It, it, we can explain. It, it's it, it's a standard door, but on the right there are. Uh... It's not a standard door because there was no fucking doorknob. Oh yeah, I forgot. Wait, there wasn't. No, that's the problem. Oh, it was just like a handle. It was like you had to turn the key. Right, you had to turn the key and then pull. To, op- to um, open it. There was like no way to just yeah. turn it. As we later find out, this is a thing, a lock called a night latch, which automatically locks. And uh, the door is weighted to shut on its own. So it's shut automatically with a child inside. And on the right-hand side of the door is window lights and a mail slot in the middle. I'd say maybe side three lights, inches across. Yes, yeah, side lights. Maybe three inches across. Our baby is just like, if she were three months older, she would be able to open the door. She would be able to grab the or keys. Or grab the keys, yeah. But she's not at that point. So Even though we're trying to will her to get the keys. Yeah. Meanwhile, I I cannot see her. I hear her playing with choking hazards. Yes, the last thing I did before I walked out of that room was took away a bowl of shells that she was playing, like seashells. Well, one of them. The other one was still in her reach. Yes. So, um, after a bit of this... So, I'm like for 15 minutes, like trying, thinking I'm way closer than I am to the lock once I actually see it, and I would have stopped trying. But, uh, I'm doing that while... You know, you're running downstairs trying to... We're, it's a complex. We're thinking there's a maintenance guy there who yeah. can, like, let us in. 
No, just one very unhelpful neighbor who would not fucking listen to me and just give me the Wi-Fi so we could contact yes, the ladies. Yes, so I had my phone, but my phone was the only one with actual phone access. Yeah, I am on my mom's cell plan. I'm, I'm on my mommy's cell plan still, and I didn't get roaming. Like, they just don't have roaming outside the U.S. But... But to on be, Wi-Fi, wait, I can connect. To be fair, too, another thing you kept blowing me off about when I was trying to get you to do the two fucking things I needed you to do without your help was me. I asked you a few times, what is up with your cell phone service? Can you get cell phone service? And you were just like, I'll figure it out when we're there. That's right. Yeah. Don't fucking do that next time. I did figure it out. I it, figured it, out it, that you I, I only used it in the apartment. <laughs> no, if I had known that, I would have probably encouraged you to buy like some kind of phone card. Right. So yes. So after about twenty minutes, not only is Perry panicking, not only am I on the edge of panicking, uh, the baby is starting to cry and she's freaking out. Because she could see us through the mail slot and we have no way to get to her. Right. And at this point, we're like, okay, her mental health is at stake now. Like, right. not exaggerating. Right. Like, like, she can't be in there for an hour freaking out. So, uh, I dip into my lifelong experience with pro wrestling and I grab a steel foot. By God, he's got a chair! And I smashed it through the sidelight. Getting glass all over our baby's hair and cutting her cheek ever so slightly. We are very lucky. The glass was like... Shitty. Breakable glass. It felt like movie glass. Yeah. We continued to step on it through the rest of the weekend and it never It wasn't sharp. Like it could have been way worse if she... If the glass was sharper. Yeah. But... But I mean, it was that... We both agreed that breaking down the door would have been worse. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, a $700 repair to get our child out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I immediately text the Airbnb host after, which it kind of pissed me off. Like I didn't really think about it like ahead of time. But like as I was sitting on it more and more, she was like, well, the, you know, I'm trying to think of like what might be a problem with like a toddler. There's like three flights of sta- stairs. Like I don't know if that's fine. It's like, Okay, so you told us that, but now that the door automatically closes and locks. Oh, and that there's a key literally on the fucking balcony, accessible from the hallway, and we could have just gotten that. Which, she feels the need to tell me after I already tell her, hey, we had to do this, I didn't on my phone. Oh, it's a shame you didn't text me, there was a key on the balcony. Yeah, I would have rather just not fucking known that. So, because I actually went out on the balcony to see if there was anything I could use, Mm -hmm. and... Obviously, the key was hidden, so I didn't see it. So I was, like, pissed. So, but, yeah, we did what we had to do. Uh, it was very scary. It was the scariest moment in my life as a parent, easily. Yeah. Um, And now it's just a funny $700 story. Yeah. That we're telling you. Yes. So if you want to go to the Patreon and donate $700. The non-existent Patreon. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Um... Yeah, so let's see what else happened during that. Oh, I got a shitty Airbnb review, which I've never gotten. From the Dublin place. From the Dublin place. You tore down my beautiful tapestry. Yeah. That I had hung from a lamp with yeah, dental he, floss. He said we, we broke his tapestry because of 
it was hanging literally by string and the string i guess broke but we also moved things out of the way so our child couldn't access it yeah. well our child did pull it down but it's not it wasn't framed see was i didn't know that initially and then you uh-huh. didn't tell me but i had planned to tell him and that's what he was mad about too and i was like yeah i planned to tell you and then our child got locked in in london and your fucking tapestry was the last thing on my mind bitch ass tapestry so whatever. So that happened. So I was pissed about that. Then I went to Airbnb Reddit, basically like explaining <laughs> the story, but asking like if if she had any responsibility right. in telling like, us these. Shouldn't she these, chip in a little no, bit, No, not even guys. shouldn't she chip Maybe. in. No, no, no. Like don't. I'm saying that. No, but my point of going to Airbnb Reddit was I wanted to know if like she should have told us this information. Like. Is that something that is typical of a host to be telling us or like should we have known this? And people were like slamming me for like leaving my child unattended. I'm like we literally turned our back and like people were infighting and that's when it got good. And suddenly I got banned. Yeah, he people, got banned. People were calling me an idiot and I got banned. I didn't like and I I am not someone who gets like mean on the internet. So I'm I, like yeah, I know you are. But I think like I think someone got mad, like one of the moderators got mad that I wasn't being downvoted into oblivion. Um, there's a lot of owners there. Yeah, like it's very host heavy. So I think, so it said like unci- uncivility. And I'm like, okay, what about all the people calling me idiots and a bad parent because I left my child quote unquote unattended? Like, dude, like literally we went into the hallway. We weren't even like leaving her in there while we were going downstairs to get our bags. Chill the fuck out. So that was London, but the we just let it go, had a great time, dealt with the repair. Our Airbnb was like a 10-minute walk from Abbey Road, which is really fucking cool because if you've ever been to Abbey Road, it is a pretty busy neighborhood street, and it is hilarious to me watching all of these people fucking like walking in the middle of rush hour to like take mm-hmm. their dumb pictures. Um but we were in a really nice neighborhood. It was perfect because it was quiet, but there was a lot of stuff to do around it. It was on a good uh, tube line. We were able to get everywhere quickly. The London Zoo, which was probably my favorite thing other than that was partly ruined because I found out that's when we owed $700 mm-hmm. for this fucking window. Um, 588 like, pounds, by the way. Yeah, it was a 20-minute a walk from us and we spent all day at the london zoo Uh it was really cool uh there was it was so so big Mm -hmm. we got her a monkey from there which she loved a real live monkey now uh and we put him in the overhead and we liked tower of london a lot too that was a lot of fun seeing the crown jewels was really neat that was cool yeah we shouldered 25 pounds of toddler and her stroller all around those fucking stairs. Yeah, Tower of London steps. To, no, no, the Tower of London, no escalators. Yeah, which we knew. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was crazy. We definitely should have lost more weight than we did on that trip. Yeah, we ate a lot. Uh, Saucy Cow. Saucy Cow was awesome. Oh, my God, in Dublin. Well, the cool thing about it was I felt like everywhere you walked into, there were at least two legitimately thought out vegan options. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even like, oh, here's a salad with croutons. Like everywhere we went, there was at least one or two vegan options, often more. 
definitely better than here. I got to have my first Starbucks pumpkin spice latte in like 15 years because this pumpkin syrup there is vegan. They have vegan whipped cream there. It was amazing. Also, they had like a bacon, egg, and cheese, a vegan bacon, egg, and cheese. And the Burger King at the airport, I got a chicken bacon ranch sandwich that was vegan. Like they had like three vegan options at Burger King. It was really awesome that there were so many fucking vegan options. And then we went to the Philly uh, bar. Passion Cass. Cass. I used to live right there. Which we did not see a Phillies game because like I said, they were all like at, they were all at 1 a.m. But we did see the live Jaguars versus Bills game being uh, played, we saw which Buff- was being played in London while we were there. We saw Buffalo Bills fans all over the place. Which is even more hilarious because they we lost. Oh, Buffalo. Um... Apparently, the owner of the bar is from my hometown, which was really cool, but we did not meet him. But the cooler thing about this was, so we it, it was in Waterloo. We had no reason to go there. We literally, yeah, we literally just walked there um, to go to this place. And it's in this graffiti tunnel, which is apparently like a really well-known graffiti tunnel where people were literally doing graffiti while we were in there. Like that place must change the way it looks daily. And I looked it up and fucking Banksy started it. And we just happened to go in here because this bar was literally in this tunnel. What if it's all a ruse and the past young Av owner is in fact Banksy? That'd be crazy. Yeah, it would. Oh, this is from yesterday. Oh, okay. I guess they updated. Uh, favorite part of London? I already said mine. Okay. It was seeing Abbey Road every day. Um, uh, Crown Jewels and the London Zoo. I loved the Ordnance Arms pub. Um, especially my final day there. My, my three temporary British uncles, Barry, Chris, and Joseph. Who were just very chatty. Pudlet. Pudlet. Called our daughter a pudlet. Um, Informed as one of the airports was on fire. Thankfully it wasn't one of ours. And yeah. Just a great time. I guess. Sorry. I'm so fucking tired. Uh, Yeah. I'm tired too. Yeah. More than just that pub. Um, Shit. I can't think. I don't know. The zoo was great. Tower of London was great. Yeah. And we both particularly liked the crown jewels in the Tower of yeah. London. Because after a while, it did feel like you were seeing a lot of the same stuff when you were, like, going around it. Yeah. The ravens were cool. I will say I liked Dublin more than London. Dublin felt more... It felt like Ireland. London didn't feel particularly British. There was just a bunch of, like, sites there. Well, and, and as people I people de- from all over the world. As I described it, Dublin has more... Like, I'm not saying, like, I go to Dublin and I... I feel like I'm in Philly, but Dublin is a city more similar to Philly and London is a city more similar to New York. Right. And, like, there are plenty of cool areas in London, but, like, it was your first time there. We had to go to the touristy shit. We had yeah. to see Buckingham Palace. We yeah. had to see Big Ben and Tower of London. and Those are cool. Uh, Parliament. And, yeah, I mean, those are, you know, those are the things you do. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! Before we go too far, we have to talk about the fucking monkey kid at the zoo. 
Oh, but that, also Borough Market. That was uh, one of my favorites. Oh, Borough Market was one of my favorites, too. I really dug that place. But go ahead. Yes, you can explain that. So at the zoo, were we in the Gibbons exposition? I had Gibbons. How do you even remember? I don't know. It was a specific It was a specific monkey. It wasn't a gorilla. Oh, I don't know. And it wasn't baboons. So anyway, let's say it's Gibbons. We're going through this thing, and it's uh, you're, you're like walking around an enclosure, and there's a Gibbon just like hanging out there, and then we notice... A German boy up ahead is was, just scre- German? they were German. Yeah, wow, I don't know. was just screaming like ah 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 at, at at the monkey, and the monkey is getting fucking pissed enough that like we're back there and like we're chatting with like uh we never spoke directly to them, but we were definitely bouncing off each other's comments. Another, I thought they were American. You said they were British, but everybody in this line is like if that monkey gets out and kills this child we're we're testifying on behalf of the monkey and the worst part was like the mother wasn't really doing much about it except she was about like 12 feet away from the kid telling him to come on like to keep moving but there was no like ramifications for this child yelling at the monkey we're all looking at him like like, you're too old to be doing this, too. Oh, yeah. But, like, your mother should be, like, wrang- wrangling this in. Like, if my kid were doing that, I would immediately be like, we're going home. Yeah. It'd like, I'm thing... not even risking, like, you doing this to another animal. Right. Like, it would be one thing if he was, like, just yelling. But, like, this monkey and... wanted to fucking Yeah. Tear like, he him was, apart. like, antagonizing. And he saw that. The kid saw that. Yeah. He was, like, antagonizing him. Yeah, it was it was pretty fucked up, and I was more mad at the parent for not like doing something about yeah. it. So wherever you are, fuck you, Augustus Gloop. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, I would do it again. Go somewhere else, of course. Oh yeah, definitely. I said I would definitely like to stop in, uh, just because Ireland is such like a stopover for people flying to other parts of Europe. I'd love to stop in like Belfast or somewhere on the west coast, spend like a day or two, and then fly out from there. It's hard because I'd love to do twelve days and do like four cities or so, or three cities again. But like, it'd without be so baby. hard without the baby, and I wouldn't want to be away from her for twelve days. So yeah, it's hard. We'll see. It could be that like. She comes with us for part of it, like, with a grandparent, and then the grandparent leaves with her. Yeah, I mean, well, we also discussed that if we do a trip, maybe bring my mom and aunt and just be like, okay, it's 7 o'clock, you old biddies hang out with the baby, we're gonna go do whatever. Yeah, that's the thing, if we brought a grandparent, we'd want, like, another person with them, and it's challenging, because, like, there are three grandparents, and, like, let's be real, like, two of the three will feel left out to specific specifically two of them right. like one wouldn't care but two of them would be like if one of them was left out would be like oh why am i not invited i just had the thought like what if we brought out your dad and my mom and then they hooked up ew why would you ever <laughs> think that because i have horrible thoughts that's why i'm a that's comedian disgusting yeah, you're telling me god also your mom tolerates my father yeah, yeah, he doesn't listen to us. Um, Sorry, Dad, we love you. He did pick us up and drop us off, even though he terrified us. Yeah. Fucking driving. Oh, and the best part was... So when we landed, JD was getting our luggage, putting... So he got one piece of luggage and, and the kid, put her in the car while my dad like pulled up, came back. But I didn't know he came back. 
And I'm, like, seeing our luggage come down. And we're, like, I don't know, like, 20 people between us. I just see an arm stretch out and grab it. And I was, like, excuse me, I think that's my bag. And he's, like, yeah, hi, it's me, your husband. And everyone just started laughing because all I see is an arm. Uh But, like, bags look the same. So, like, I didn't know. Arms look the same. Arms look the same, Husbands look the same. All husbands look the same. Aww. Um, But, yeah, it was very nice. And then... Looking forward to traveling more. Was uh-huh. very glad to be home, even though it smelled. Yeah, it smelled like a barn in here when we got back because <laughs> of our rabbit. It yeah. wasn't even the cats, it was the rabbit, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, you know, hay. Um, and then, I mean, I might as well get into it. So we got back Thursday the 12th. My birthday was that weekend. And I saw the Taylor Swift Eras tour with some good friends of mine. And we all dressed up, and there were four Reputation girls and one folklore. Um, and it was so great. And then we went out for for dinner with a couple other people. JD stayed home with the baby. Yes, I did. And I just had a great, low-key, like, fun birthday after all of that jazz. Um, and, yeah, overall, good, good October so far. Yeah. Anything else? Go Phils. Yeah, go Phillies. Love you. And uh, we'll be back more now. Yeah. What did we say we were going to talk about for the next episode? Daycare. Daycare, yes. Our baby just started daycare. She's on her third day today. So we'll talk about that and some parenting stuff. Um, oh, one last little goth thing. We visited a cemetery mm. in um, Ireland. And it's like, ooh, cool, super old cemetery. Let's go. We go there and they're having an active funeral. As it's happening. Oh, yeah. And the guy's, like, chatting us up. Like, He's like, oh, yeah, up. go ahead. Take a walk. It's free. No, no, no. He Like, on the way out, he was, like, telling yeah. us, like, p- other places in Ireland to go and how brilliant London. Everyone kept saying London brilliant. was brilliant, including our cab driver on the way. That's right. So. Oh, Mark Dempsey. Great guy. Our our, our uh, driver to um the airport in Dublin. Yes. Yeah, that guy was awesome. So. All right. Well, we're back. It's good to be back, podcast good, good listeners. To see y'all. We miss you. We love you. We'll see Stay you next goth. time. Stay goth, mummies. Bye. Bye.